Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. Surrender to the mantra and get lost in it. What does that mean? What is that you get lost in the mantra? Hmm? <clears throat> is that what you are asked when you are given the mantra initiation? Hmm? Who is the one who gave this question? Again, our eh, grand old philosopher. <laughs> hmm? When you were given the initiation, what did they tell you? <coughs> to repeat the mantra and if other thoughts come, don't push them away. Just If they come a lot, just let them be for a while and then slowly bring the mind back to the mantra. Mm-hmm. Just to repeat the mantra. That's all? Uh, you can also add a feeling uh, of love for the mantra, or you can have a visual aid with the mantra. Hmm. Okay. Now, you are asking me, should one get, one surrender to the mantra and get lost? Did they ask you to do that? No, I think I'm trying to improvise. Eh? <laughs> speculate, yes. Uh-huh. Mm, better not to speculate. Eh? Okay? When you are repeating the mantra, repeat the mantra, don't get into speculations. Eh? Mm, when you are initiated, you are asked to be conscious of the mantra repetition, And either you can feel that mantra is the name of the Lord, your chosen deity, whatever it is, whoever it is, and then you are saying that my salutations to you. At the same time, if you like to bring, or at least try to bring a mental image of your deity. It could be a light, it could be the image of God, goddess, sage, prophet, saint, teacher. According to which one you choose, You can try to bring a mental picture of it and imagine the mantra is the name of that chosen deity. It's almost like you sit in front of a person and say, I salute you. 
I bow to you, I surrender to you. And that is the relationship between you, the mantra, and the chosen image. If you don't feel like having any chosen image, and you are not able to visualize anything, or you are not interested in bringing a visual picture of it, then you repeat it, at the same time put your attention on the vibrations of your own repetition, the sound of the mantra itself. So, either this or that, and not to speculate and try to improvise. The mind will bring all these ideas to take you away from it. It won't constantly changes. So the tendency of the mind is to change constantly. Restless monkey, they call it. And you are trying to keep the mind one point and not to change. So, when you select something, when you decide, well, I will be concentrating on the vibrations, the sound of the mantra. Or, I'll try to visualize. I have a deity. I have chosen an image. I'm trying to visualize that image. Either one of these two. But stick to that. Don't keep on changing. Though the changes sometimes see, now you say, should I watch the mantra mind drama? All right, you can do that also. Uh, if you want to do that, stick to that then. Not a little here, little there, little there, little there, even in the name of the mantra. If you want to become a witness, be a witness. What I hear trying to say is stick to one thing. Whatever you choose, doesn't matter. <coughs> and don't keep changing. The mind may present all kinds of things. They're all equally good. And if you simply follow the mind, it will get tired with any practice. No change will stay there put. It will change for a few days, one, and then another change will come, and then for another, after a few days, another change will come, keep on dragging you here and there. So don't allow that to happen. And don't put your intelligence too much into that. Simply, if he has given me the mantra, asked me to repeat, I am repeating, that's all. Have that total faith in it. Don't try to improvise your own approach. <clears throat> you should have that kind of faith and devotion. It is that one-pointed devotion and one-pointed mind is going to give you, bring you the benefit. So let not our intellect interfere in our spiritual practice.
have said this many times. Once uh, a sage was passing through a jungle and he encountered a hunter. And he saw some good trait in him. So he called that man and said, say, don't you want to stop this kind of huh, violent act huh, and do something better? Don't you want to experience God? That's our aim in life. He said, okay, what do you want me to do then? I'll give you a mantra, repeat it. What is it mantra means? I don't understand what you say. It's a holy name. Well, I don't know. I am not interested in any holy names. I don't even know the meaning of it or whatever you want to say. I am an illiterate. All I know is the sounds of all these animals, birds. That is all I hear. Any one of that I can imitate. Ah, can you imitate a pig? Oh, that's very easy. Try. <clears throat> that's beautiful. Wonderful mantra. Repeat that. Hmm? Yeah. That's a beautiful mantra. <clears throat> Repeat that. Okay, sir, that's very easy for me. Now that you have said it, I'll do it. And he sat there and repeated. He became a great huh, devotee of goddess because it happened to be the Bidakshara of the mother. <laughs> Parashakti. And the Shakti appeared afterwards. Is the, is the life history of a saint, a great devotee of Shakti, Shakti worshipper. He never afterwards thought, could I watch the mantra? Could I see the drama? Can I improvise on something? That's all lack of faith. Sometimes he might have told me something more. He simply asked me to repeat. Is that all? I don't think it could be that simple. I have to improvise something. That means you have, you don't have the faith. If you simply have, this is what you asked me, I am doing. That's all I know. I don't need to know anything more. That kind of implicit faith. Unconditional surrendering is what you call implicit faith. He asked me to do this, I am doing. Even if somebody asked you, what is the meaning? I don't need to worry about it. It was necessary, he would have told me. All he told me was, just gave me this mantra and asked me to repeat, I am repeating. But don't you think that you are a fool in repeating something you don't? Maybe I am a fool. Ask that fool who gave me this. <laughs> All I know is he asked me to do it, I am doing. That's all. I have faith in that. If you have that kind of faith, you are a blessed person. You are fortunate.
Sometimes we should have that kind of blind faith. That alone can take us a long way in our spiritual growth. Once in an ashram, the teacher, after having given discourses about Upanishad and Bhagavad Gita for a long time, he had come to the end of the course. Then he wanted to test the students who were learning all these weeks and months. So he asked everybody, now that you have gotten the essence of the scriptures, who is ready to get liberation and go to heaven? Everybody looked at each other. So come on with some answer. One slowly. I still haven't finished the commentary completely. Another said, yes, the last chapter I have not even gotten by heart. Still. Each one came with some sort of excuse to say that he is not ready for that. Then what is this? Did I waste all my time with you people? Nobody is ready. Who can go to heaven? Come on, tell me. There was a complete silence. At that time, there behind the door, next to the door, a little boy was standing there and he slowly (coughs) raised the hand with a lot of hesitation. Huh? Chandra, are you there? Yes. Huh? Why are you raising your hand? Sir, I feel that if I am ready to go, I can go. Beautiful. That's right. Look at that little boy who never came to the class. Not even once. All that he knew is just to wash my clothes every day. Every day after my bath, he would come, take my clothing, wash it, dry it, fold it and bring it back. That's all he did. He never even learnt a word of Sanskrit or scripture. Look at that boy. He got the point. Everybody looked at the teacher and said, Sir, what is the point? We don't seem to understand the point. (laughs) That total illiterate fellow, he comes and says, 
If I go, I can go. Oh, is he? All right, let him explain. Ask him. So the, all these learned scholars turned around him and said, Boy, could you explain what you mean by that? So, but it's very simple. Every time I come to take the laundry, I just hear a little bit what the teacher was telling you all. Because every day I pass by and I picked up here and there and the essence is this. If I go, I can go. Damn it, tell me what it is. We don't seem to understand. <laughs> they really got angry. And you said, Sir, I don't know how to explain to you. All I say is, if I go, I can go. Then it stuck into their brain. Oh, boy. They literally got up, fell at the feet of that little boy, and turned around the teacher and said, We are arrogant. We are applying only our intelligence. We are very proud of our book learning. But you never got into the point. We are ashamed. You know what the boy said? What do you say? If I go, I can go. If I go, I can go. I'm trying to, try because it's not a sort of phrase here in the West. I'm trying to translate that in English, but in the original Indian language, it's a normal utterance. Not with this same meaning, but it's a normal utterance. Who can go? If, he, if somebody asks, who can go? That means, I think if I go, I can go. I don't know whether you have something like that. I think if I go, I can go. That means if I try, I can go. That's what meaning. But the phrase is, means if I goes, I can go. Hmm? Which I to go and which I to go. Hmm? If the little I goes, huh, the big I can go. Hmm? Simple is, if we are free from our egoisms, hmm, we can go. Hmm? That's what he meant. Nāninam ahandai, ahankar. Hum, hi, I am. Because truth is very simple. Unfortunately, it could be understood by a simple mind and not complicated mind. Because a complicated mind complicates it. True. And we are all too complicated. We have complicated our lives in many, many ways. So, 
we find it hard to understand a simple truth. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.